Welcome to The Pulse on Akaville Radio, hosted by Rachel Schoenbaum. Welcome to another episode of The Pulse. I am your host, Rachel, and today I am thrilled to welcome to our show Graham Allen and Chris Igo from Keyframe Voices, who have been working on this incredible project called Evolution of Disney. Welcome, gentlemen. How are you doing? Doing very well. Thank you so much for having us, Rachel. Absolutely. Awesome. I'm so excited to have you here. And I'd love to start off with just talking about Keyframe Voices and how the how that group in general just got started. Yeah, well, sure. It's fairly new, Keyframe voices this is we're working on our first project which is evolution of disney and you know keyframe voices was born out of evolution of disney because graham and i we were in a college group together years ago at umass lowell hacapella and i had arranged a song called evolution of disney and with the anticipation of moving forward and continuing the evolution but that never quite happened and college Mm -hmm. happened and i got a text from graham earlier in the year or in 2020 saying hey i'm looking for something to do and i think I want to revive that project. I was like, cool. So we spent all of 2020 working on this and we needed something to release it with. And so we created this group, this brand, I don't know, uh, Keyframe Voices, which yeah. we're really excited about. How many of the members of Keyframe Voices were from Hawkapella? So, I mean, it's interesting. With so many groups, you find that the group comes first, the repertoire comes second. Keyframe Voices is the exact inverse of that. With the project being born out of Evolution of Disney, Keyframe Voices, initially, it was just going to be me and Chris bringing it back, seeing what was going to come out of it. Maybe we would perform it ourselves. Maybe we'd get some of our friends involved. The earliest iterations, we were considering doing a tenor tenor bass baritone arrangement for all of them. But as we moved through, we realized that we wanted to continue expanding and making the project even more grandiose. So as we moved into part two of Evolution of Disney, we expanded to include more tenors, baritones, and basses. And then for parts three and four, which we're in production of right now, we've actually expanded to a full soprano, mezzo, alto, tenor, tenor, bass, bass with percussion, yeah. with features. So while there are some members of Hawkapella who have moved on and become uh, semi-pros like us who are included in the project, we also are including friends from other groups. We have members from Blacklight, Sound Off, Hyannis Sound, other acapella producers in the space, young engineers who who are helping us create samples and working through all of this different stuff. Right now, I think the team who has touched this project in terms of singing encompasses over 20 individuals. And it has varied since part one all the way up to what will be part four coming up hopefully in mid-March. But we've just been developing all through that stage. So for those listeners who may not be aware, some of the groups that Graham mentioned are Boston-based or in the Boston area, as you may have guessed from the University of Mass Lowell, the group is sort of focused, or, or at least Graham and Chris are focused in the Massachusetts, the sort of greater Boston area. So I want to bring it back to Evolution of Disney And what about Disney inspired you, Chris, to sort of want to put together this really, it's a very complicated and impressive sort of repertoire of Disney tunes. So I I wonder, are you a particular Disney fan or what about it inspired you? I would say I'm a Disney fan for sure. And maybe that's an understatement. Studying music at UMass Lowell at the time. You know, I was particularly a fan of the animated musicals that come out of Disney and their stage adaptations and studied a lot of just like the studio and the people behind that music. And around the time when this idea came about, Pentatonic's evolution of music was very popular. And so, I mean, that's sort of what inspired it, evolution of 
something that there was evolution of everything back in 2014. But I felt like, and I'm not even really a fan of medleys per se, because I always feel like, oh, this is three random songs put together and there's no rhyme or reason. But for Evolution of Disney, there was a purpose. And the purpose was to explore or to pay homage really to the music of Disney animation specifically but do everything from the very first movie which is you know back in the 30s snow white all the way up until what our latest film is which as of today it's frozen 2 obviously we're not going to have an end of disney animated movies they're going to keep going forever so we'll have as well they should one other thing that I think is also so important about Chris's vision that when I messaged him to continue reviving this project is that that homage is done specifically in such a way to honor the film tradition as much as it honors the music tradition. The entire medley in sequence features every movie in chronological order and the music follows along that same chronology. So part one, it goes from Snow White, as Chris mentioned, all the way up to the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, which I'm sure the average listener might not know about the Disney movie, which is the adventures of Mr. Toad, but it breaks down almost in these eras of Disney music. When all is said and done, the entire medley will encompass over 90 Disney songs. Wow. And including all of those songs was a very intentional process that Chris and I curated very, very intentionally. Yeah. I wonder, was it your intention then to include every Disney movie from the era you were focusing on or were there some that didn't make the cut? Every Disney, every film from Disney Disney Animation Studios is represented in the the medley. And wow. we should have been there five or six movies throughout the years that have included songs, like zero songs, no music. Well, there's music, there's a score, but there are right. no songs with words in about five or six of the films that are included. Yep. Wow. It's really interesting to look at that timeline. If you're interested in looking at the full list of movies that are included, you can technically look at the list of every animated feature from Walt Disney Animation Studios. So this doesn't include the crossovers. It doesn't include the Pete's Dragons. It doesn't include the Nightmare Before Christmas, which is technically an offshoot of the Walt Disney Animation Studios branch. But you'll find listening through all four parts when all is said and done that everything is there, whether it's your favorite film that gives you that nostalgia hit or whether it's something that you heard randomly that one time at your grandmother's house when there was some random VHS that was just stuck (laughs) in the tape machine. I love it. Those movies have, I mean, except for the few that you mentioned, more than one song. And so it must have been a challenge or, or maybe it wasn't to determine which of the songs, like how much emphasis did you put on the sort of what might be considered no brainers, like the ones that you so clearly associate with those movies and the more obscure songs from those films? I would say it was quite the process curating that that list of songs. Sometimes it was, you know, what song will flow nicely from the movie before, but other times, especially when we got into the Renaissance, the nineties, where we have all of the best from Little Mermaid to Beauty and the Beast, it was okay. Each one of these has 10 incredible songs songs. What about let's try and find the ones that don't always get included in a Disney medley. And then, of course, Graham was arranger of parts two, three, and four. So we collaborated on on those, trying to fit as much as we can into a seven minute medley that spanned <laughs> 10 years while not overcrowding it. But still, there's hints to some songs that aren't the grand feature, but you know. 
you would hear some Easter eggs, I guess I would say. I love it. And I think they're a great exemplar of that, not to rain on Chris's parade, but I think the best exemplar of that is actually in part one. The best exemplar of incorporating all of those songs is the Fantasia feature, because you hear this wonderful feature from all of this orchestral music that was used in the movie Fantasia, but it's blended. So you hear Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies, you hear that wonderful broom theme that you have. I'm losing the name of the music because it's all blended together. Sorcerer's Apprentice, thank you. But yeah, we found ways to make it merge and make it come together. And I just wanted to point that out because Chris gave me a lot of arranging credit there when the original concept had the blueprint. Yeah. Well, let's take a a listen to that original concept. We're going to be hearing Evolution of Disney, The Golden Age, which is the first in this series. It features songs from, as mentioned before, Snow White, Pinocchio, Fantasia, Dumbo, Bambi, and so many more. Here are Keyframe Voices with Evolution of Disney Part 1. Hold up, hold up there past me. We don't have a license to play music on this podcast. So if you want to hear this interview uninterrupted, including all the fantastic music that's involved, go to akaville.org and become a member. Thanks. And now we return you to our regularly scheduled interview. Oh, so good. It was so good. And I really heard what you meant by that blending of like the the ones that you know that you just associate so tightly. And then some of those Easter eggs, some of those like, you know, moments of I know this song, but I'm not sure where I know it from. Awesome. Thank you. Again, that's a testament to Chris's arranging and pioneering this concept. That medley in itself is about five minutes, which is longer than the average acapella tune by a fair margin. But using acapella as a vehicle for this concept was so important to what Chris wanted to do with this project. And the fact that he was able to do that so effortlessly, I wanted to continue that project and that legacy very, very desperately at the beginning of 2020. Yeah. So you mentioned starting in 2020, and I wonder how soon after you started did COVID hit and what were the implications or the impacts for you of COVID? So I can talk a little bit about that because when I messaged Chris to start continuing that concept, we were about a year out from when we were recording this. It was probably mid-January of 2020 when we formally decided to restart the project and that went right into arranging. And Mm. so as we were working on these arrangements and really fleshing out what the entire roadmap of Evolution of Disney looked like, we were probably up to part two, maybe in the early stages of part three arranging by the time that the pandemic hit in March 2020. It was interesting. Chris made a comment back at the beginning of the port earlier in the pandemic about the situation that it left us in. Chris, do you remember what you told me when we were both looking for time to work on this project and then the pandemic hit? I don't remember exactly what you're referring to. <laughs> you, I when, do remember having a lot of time. No, absolutely. <laughs> and, and it's so funny because when the pandemic first started and this was novel and we were trying to adjust to all of this new in both the world at large and the acapella production world, we had nothing but time to plan and to think and to work on this project. And the fact that we were enabled to have this larger creative vision and look at something in terms of something very near and dear to mine and Chris's hearts, which is a cinematic universe, we were able to create this overarching concept with the time that the pandemic afforded us in Mm. both of our jobs. That being said, it didn't make things easy after that by any stretch of the imagination. (laughs) 
I arranged parts two, three, and four, but I'm also the tracking engineer for the majority of the project. So early on, we were able to work with my home studio and socially distanced and masked applications to be able to have people come to my home studio and record and do all of that base tracking at my home. And then we would send things to our editing engineer and our mix engineer. We would have our artists do our album art. We would then work on video production with our amazing crew of video editors. Everything has been, it's been a result of new circumstances and adapting to what we need to do with the COVID-19 pandemic and making sure that we're keeping people safe. This latest stage of the project as of today, which is very early February, we are in the process of recording part four. We're doing that with the help of Tim Bongiovanni at Northgate Studios, who is an incredible ally for this project. He's been our editing and mix engineer, and he, with his studio space, is helping us to further keep our singers and ourselves safe as we continue to execute production. This definitely is, and this is, and it takes a village project. We could not do this ourselves. And Chris and I knew that from early on, which is why we tried to build this team as we tried to build this project. Yeah. The production has, um, it has evolved with this project. Parts one, two, three, and four were all produced slightly differently given the circumstances of the world around us. We were able, like, luckily with with part one, we did a, a video with each one of these recordings. And part one, we were in a spot where we felt that we could do outdoor socially distanced recording only for people. It felt good. It was, you know, in the fall, mm. it was still a little cold. But by the time we get to part two, though, we're in November, December, and that's just not an option. So we had to, you know, think of some alternatives. And so as the Disney music evolved, so did our production. Well, it sounds like there was maybe even, I don't know how to say it, like a a benefit to having this time. Like maybe this project wouldn't have happened as quickly or the way that it happened if it weren't for the time that the pandemic gave you. It very well may have. As somebody who has been kind of working the logistics of this project and focusing on the operations as much as I can, I can't confidently say that if we'd been in a quote unquote normal time that we would have been able to pull this project off. But what I'll also say is that we're at a time right now with the pandemic where getting together to make music is exponentially harder. The fact that we've been able to generate a team and have this opportunity during the pandemic, there's a strong chance that if if we'd been in a perfect idealized situation where we could get everybody together and do everything exactly as we thought of from day one, that actually would have been more inhibitive. It's so hard to make those equivalencies about what could and what should and what might have. All that I can say is that working on this project has been incredibly, incredibly fulfilling, regardless of what's been happening in the world. Having a community during this time and having something that you're pushing for and striving for, it makes all of the meetings and all of the planning and all of the logistics that go into the project, not necessarily bearable always, but it gives it some extra oomph. It makes it feel that much better when during this time you have that to push for. Yeah, a thousand percent. It sounds like you're heading to or towards sort of the end of this series. And I wonder as you look beyond into the horizon, what do you see coming up next? Are there other universes that you want to explore? That is a great question. There is so much to tackle 
with Evolution of Disney. Even uh, when the idea came up in conversation, we had to be like, no, 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 we can't talk about that. We need to just focus on what we're doing right now. But when we did come up with Keyframe Voices as the vessel for Evolution of Disney, we chose that specifically for its sort of movie-oriented or like visual media, music and visual media. And so there could be other things down the line if people like Evolution of Disney, if they like what we do. Who knows? Maybe there are some Pixar films with some music that could be something down the line. One or two, I imagine. Looking even short term, I think it's important to note that once Evolution of Disney is over, that doesn't mean that Keyframe Voices is over by any stretch of the imagination. We ran a successful Kickstarter campaign, which allowed us to fund part of our project. And as part of those Kickstarter rewards, maybe you'll see something come out that our Kickstarter community will know about very, very soon. We also have the newest Walt Disney Animation Studios released, Raya and the Last Dragon, that comes out in March, which is what we've been aiming to kind of base this whole project around. And while while looking at the way that the world is right now and the way that we need to allocate our resources, maybe Maybe we'll get part four out before then. But mm. if we don't, we still have this brand new IP that we can look at and tap for inspiration. Short term, you'll definitely see at least something from Keyframe Voices after Evolution of Disney Part 4 is out and released to the world. Awesome. Well, if folks want to follow along with what you're doing and being be kept abreast of all the newest stuff, how can they do so? Well, if you're on social media, it's not too hard. We're on Facebook and Instagram. We have actually one somebody in the group, Jake, is is creating excellent graphics to go along with all the movies. So if you're wondering which movies are in all these medleys, go to our Instagram feed. It's You can find it all there. We're putting out some short form videos on TikTok, which are just like snippets of each film. But also all of our music is streaming on every music streaming platform there is. You can find us at Keyframe Voices on every platform. And if you do have specific questions about the project, we do have a website as well. So please feel free to hit us at that website and reach out to us. If you're interested in supporting the project, have questions or just want to tell us what your favorite movie is and why. Awesome. Well, Graham and Chris, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. We appreciate it. Thank you, Rachel. It's a pleasure. Thank you. And as we say goodbye to Graham and Chris from Keyframe Voices, we're going to be hearing their Evolution of Disney Part 2, The Silver Age, which includes songs from Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, Lady and the Tramp, Sleeping Beauty, 101 Dalmatians, The Jungle Book, and so many more. Here are Keyframe Voices with Evolution of Disney Part 2. Thanks for listening to this week's The Pulse, only on Acaville Radio. Remember, Acaville Radio is your home for the best in acapella news, music, and video. Only at acaville.org.